Visible is a wireless carrier that is not invisible. It is pretty clear from the name, actually, radio waves are invisible. And I can say this with authority as a licensed amateur radio operator. That being said, Visible won't be giving you the power to see light outside the visible spectrum. It's actually way better because having that ability would make getting around very difficult and distracting. What you do get with Visible is unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. You get one line of wireless, just $25 a month, which is great in these times of economic uncertainty. That is one line for $25, taxes and fees included. So whatever you're doing at this moment, please stop. Switch immediately. Now, monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Wir gerne sehen in was ist los. It's dein Freundo, Seth. I'm learning German. Yeah, in case you didn't know what that was. That is me trying to impress you with the little German that I know. Right now, I am actually learning German. I took it in high school. I goofed off the entire time. I did some other language learning apps. They taught me things like where the taxi stand is and how to find a bus, um, but not a lot of conversational uh German. Thankfully, that's what Babbel is all about. Babbel teaches you language conversationally, which let's face it, that is what you want to know anyway. I don't know. When I was in school, you learned like how to count. You learned like the colors. You learned the shapes. Those are all important things, but they don't help you when you're in uh, like Cologne, Germany with Ein Nierenstein, which by the way is German for kidney stone, uh, an experience I can unfortunately speak personally to. But I've been using Babbel to learn to speak German again, uh, better than I have before. I actually really like it because it is conversational. It's a little bit more relaxed. One of the things that it does that I really like is it'll sometimes show you what the literal English translation is. And I don't know why, but I find that very helpful in sort of understanding the structure, the grammar of a language and sort of putting myself into that mind space. Since I'm only in Germany for Gamescom, which is like a week, week and a half, I'm not immersed in the German language. I'm not immersed in German culture. So what I do is the second best thing. I'm taking Babbel. Hopefully this year when I go to Germany, I'll be able to impress all the Germans with how much German I know from learning through Babbel. The app has pronunciation recognition, so you'll be able to learn how to speak better with your accent, how to actually properly pronounce the words. That way you won't get made fun of by a, a group of older German men because you said Apfelstrudel and not Apfelstrudel. Um, no, it's really cool. Uh, I'm going to say right now there is a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now you can get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners because you guys are the best ones, by the way, at babbel.com slash realm. Get 60% off at babbel.com slash realm. That is spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash realm. Rules and restrictions may apply. Hey, everybody. Hey, listen, everybody. I should say that's what Navi says to Link in The Legend of Zelda, Ocarina of Time. Uh, I'm Sam, here with Jared. Hi. Here with Pear. Oh, that was your intro? Was I thought you were practicing. No, I'm not practicing. Uh, that's we're, pretty we're good. Doing right. We're doing this. Sam doesn't need practice. No. And uh, Zach Ryan. What's up? Zach Ryan is the producer of Ebonoon, a producer here at IGN. Correct. And a longtime Nintendo fan, uh, although the only Nintendo-ish game I've ever played with him is not a Nintendo game. It's the, uh, what was that terrible Sonic game we were playing? The Sonic game? Adventure. Sonic Adventure. <laughs> oh, why were you playing Sonic Adventure? Because yeah. it was 9-9. It was oh. So, had to yeah, do a little celebration. Right. Yeah. You don't, you, the, terrible, you don't like it at all? Well, Sonic it's, Adventure, the original Dreamcast it's game. It's funny because I kind of think of it as a knockoff of Mario 64. It's not very good. And that is no. the very topic of conversation we're going to uh, be Ooh, hitting on excellent here. Segue. Yeah. Yeah, excellent segue. Excellent. Here on NBC today, we're going to talk about games on other systems that totally knocked off Nintendo. Yeah. That some were good, some were ridiculous, uh, some, some were, were really great. just goofy. Yeah, yeah some were I agree. But they're all, you know, owe Nintendo a debt of gratitude and creativity. So we're going to get to that. But first, we have a couple of breaking NX stories. 
stories and uh, some other topics to talk about, including I've been playing Pokemon Go Plus. So I'll talk about that a little bit. Uh, whoa! Too. It buzzes a lot. It's very small. See how small it is? Uh, does that it, not have like a wristband? It does have a wristband. Okay. But uh, I have to hide it in my hand while I walk it. So I don't oh, so you like get mugged? Pokemon it, oh, come on. it reminds own me of it. You gotta own it. Where does a lapel? I've tried to own it. You know, like a little... I actually tried that. I'll, yeah. I'll get to that. I'll get to that. Okay. It kind of looks so, like we're jumping the again. ultimate nullifier no, no from Marvel Comics. Like I, I like don't know what that is, but it also kind of looks like the coolest Dragon Quest slime ever. We're going to talk about Dragon Quest 7 also. Slime it. All right. So... Just just in this week, uh, we talked. Well, first of all, I should t- tell you guys. Last week, we talked about all the NX rumors. Yep. Nintendo right. NX is, of course, the sequel to the Wii U and possibly mm-hmm. the sequel to the 3DS coming out uh, in 2017. Uh, we went over the, all the rumors uh, that we've heard, and we said whether they were, you know, uh, sounded fake or real, or we might have inside information that they are real. And today, uh, we can confirm them all. Yes. Uh, that <laughs> was a great episode. Nice. Uh, people really liked it. Go check it out if you haven't heard it yet. We, so this week, we're going to uh, add to that. There's a few more quotes and some neat stuff that are not rumors but uh, some actual news about the NX. Can we mention just one little co- uh, correction from our talk? We had talked about Absolutely. the D-pad and the rumors that the D-pad would be split. Right. And right. some of you guys have written in rightfully said, well, maybe that's because the D-pad on the on the one half of the removable controller will act like a button con- configuration of like four buttons, you know, if you have mm-hmm. a split D-pad. So it's kind of like on the uh, on the Wii where you use the Wii remote sideways, you know, you mm-hmm. can use it this right. way with the buttons. I think that's really smart and that's a possibility. We also said that the... Um, that uh, you know, other controllers don't use the cross pad. They actually yeah. do, right? Like they're the, some of the more modern controllers do because the patent expired, expired. back in two thousand five. Yeah, so the patent expired. Nintendo used to have the cross D pad patent, but it, that is no longer valid. Anyone can make it. Also, I said it was part of their advertising campaign, which I was conflating with the ABXY buttons. That's what's. Oh, I see. Uh. But, but it's kind of, but it's kind of sad. Like I love that D pad setup, and I wish they would just keep on using that. But you know, I, if it's a split D pad, I think we'll live. I think it'd be. Weird. Weird to see him abandon the cross pad. I really do. That, yeah. It's such a good. It's so it works so well. This yeah. is the so new utilitarian. Ooh, nice. That's a new. It's a just single a button, button on the uh-huh. Pokemon Go Plus. Not going to happen. Yeah. But please proceed with okay. the NX. So NX. first of all, speaking of Pokemon, uh, Pokemon coming to NX. We got a hard confirmation of, of, uh, of well, the Pokemon company saying that the NX is trying to change the concept of what it means to be a own console or handheld 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 device. We will make games for the NX. Yeah, but that's that's the Pokemon company support, right? They didn't come out and say like that. They didn't come out and say like, hey, there's going to be Pokemon on NX because Pokemon company has all those other games that they're known for. Yeah, you're funny. You're well, pretty we, hilarious. What's, what's the one that we love? Huh? The horse, the pocket card jockey. Oh, pocket card jockey is really pocket great. Yeah. Jockey. No, but no, I mean, is that Pokemon? No, 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 that's, that's Game Freak. Freak. That's Game Freak. Yeah. Game Freak. Now we can but, talk about Drill Dozer all day. That'd yeah. Be yeah. Right. No, but Drill Dozer, good yeah. one. First of all, what's notable about that, right? So you, again, gotta take it with a grain of salt because a lot of developers and publishers will go on the record and say something based on the information they know, and you never know if they if they read or heard the same rumors everybody else. Is hearing and then you know kind of just riff on it <laughs> but this guy works for the pokemon company mm-hmm. you know partially uh owned by by nintendo and you know it's uh that's a that's a pretty good indicator i'd say that there's some sort of accidental confirmation of the hybrid setup which we i think all 100 percent believe is what the concept for the nx is but this also confirms the notion that one of the things that holds the or held the Wii U back, and you could argue held the N64 and the GameCube back, is that arguably one of the top-selling Nintendo franchises, Pokemon, was well, never on console. those machines in yeah. a real yeah. way, yeah. right? And so like whenever funny. we talked to Nintendo, they always said, Pokemon, oh, you know, Pokemon can't be on a console. It's a handheld game. You want to take it with you and connect and, to and people. Trade. Right? I, I, I will a connection trade thing. Yeah, I yeah. will not hear the noble name of Hey You Pikachu besmirched in this manner. <laughs> it's not the same thing, man. No, like, that is Hey You Pikachu no, was, you know. No, the, mainline Pokemon games have always been same. portable. Yeah. Uh, now, do you think in any way this, this affects the, the rumor that we've heard about seeing Pokemon, Mario, and Zelda games within the first six months? Do you think there's any? I mean, is this I mean, isn't that that any the more or less guess likely? You could possibly make it is as an analyst. Guess you could ever make. Let's pick the three franchises that you know are the most popular. Metroid franchises. Dread I'm, Forever. That's what I'm holding. It's out a for. good oh God, thing. To I wish. For. But yeah. it is, it is but conceivable only if it's actually a portable console. Yeah, it is conceivable that they would take you know the forthcoming Pokemon game for 3DS and then yeah. you know upscale it, make it look more beautiful for uh, this kind of crossover release. That's possible. Mm-hmm. I have a hard time believing that. You know, just like what, like half a year, less than half a year after this 
brand new big 3DS title, you'd get another one. What if it's, are we, are what if it's we, like Pokemon or, Star, Sun, Moon, and Stars, or something like that? They have oh, a third that, one. So you that know? could be, right? Yeah. And like, yeah. if, even if it could trade through yeah. the 3DS, there's no reason uh, why those devices can't talk to each other. As a matter of fact, you know, they've stated that they want to create a, a network that connects all these different devices. So, you know, that right. might be so it. Yeah, President, oh, I'm sorry. Are, we theorizing, stars, are we theorizing that whatever Pokemon Company support would be, that it would be a launch title? No, I don't think so. No, yeah. but I, I don't I, think so. Unless it's a really smart right, I, way to take the, all the work they just put into Sun and Moon and and say like, well, maybe re, we should put this on. Yeah, repackaging it as a part three makes a little more sense. But I think that yeah. that's one of the big the big speculations about the NX is like we hear a lot of rumors about what the launch titles will be, and I think a lot of it is wishful thinking on people's parts because For I think sure. a lot of people are still talking about Breath of the Wild as a launch title. We had that Amiibo, uh, yeah. that Amiibo semi confirmation yeah, that, that date. That yeah, but, but, um, wow. but that's not necessarily to say that that. Maybe that just means that the integration will work at the outset, not necessarily saying that that's when that game is coming out. But wouldn't it be rad within like a six month window to have your Pokemon Yellow come out on NX? You know, you've got your red and blue there now, you've got your yellow, a Sun and Star situation. And it's like, I mean, you'd want. The temptation yeah. would just well, be so also, great. You know, it's also like Pear said, this is an opportunity if they are to bring uh, Pokemon to an actual Nintendo like home console, this is the one to do it on because it, it supposedly it is this hybrid of, of portable and mm-hmm. uh, home console. So, I mean, it makes the most sense if they're going to transition into bringing the franchise to a bigger audience, the home console audience, this would be the one, I would think. Yep. So. It's tantalizing. I mean, it's, it's great to hear Pokemon these things. Pokemon on a console. Yeah. Uh, it's so in a good, real way. and then you can yeah. carry on training. So it's yeah, an RPG. Yeah. No, no, st- yeah. no Pokemon stadium. RPG. Yeah. There was they, a weird GameCube one. No, called, absolutely. Uh, they have they have been a couple also, of games, yeah. but never the the core games. Yeah. yeah. Okay. About what if it was Mystery monsters? Dungeon? Oh, yeah, oh yeah. okay. I love Pokemon <laughs> Mystery <laughs> Dungeon. It's so good. Why am I to do that? Now he's not. Mystery Dungeon. I just, I just games like are to get great. Jared riled up. So next, more NX game news. The Ubisoft president or CEO, Ubisoft, said had some interesting quotes. He told IGN uh, just yesterday, uh, we published these today, uh, some interesting stuff here. Let me read through some of these. Uh, talking about the NX specific- specifically, he said, it's a machine that will be easy to use for all gamers. Pretty interesting. Uh, he also says, if it's a fantastic machine. I think it's a really new approach. It's really Nintendo. I love that. Uh, coming with something new again. We love it. This is so Yves Guillemot is a you know he's always been a big Nintendo supporter mm-hmm. right like Ubisoft was always Rayman, there Rayman, always at there the launch, launch of these yep. machines and honestly I mean they've always tried to create a game that takes advantage of the machine if you if you remember Zombie U that's right? yeah exactly they created a backpack system yeah. where you used the gamepad to basically look down and so you had to take your eye off the screen and so you were scared that things were happening right like they they create a really interesting concept like yeah. in the end I was not a big fan of that game. Because uh, uh, I get scared. No, <laughs> Z- Zombie U was well, one sequel away from being a great game. It right. could have been wonderful. But, but that wonderful tension, you looked down and it knew you were looking at it. And so in the game, you're looking down and you're vulnerable. And this is, oh, it was so cool. Demoing that at E3 uh, before great. it came out was, was fantastic. And they embraced like the kind of party game nature of the, you know, the Wii with rabbits and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yep. So, uh, you know, I kind of figured they would be there on at launch time. It's good to hear him reaffirm that it's. A, a fantastic machine and it's cool and interesting. He was smart enough to not give anything away mm-hmm. uh, by accident. But, um, you know, saying it's very Nintendo and very unique, and he says it's, he also said that he loves the interface. He thinks the interface is really cool and gets, you know, like makes it so easy for everyone to get into this machine. Mm-hmm. Um, if you think about the Wii channel system setup, so different from the PlayStation or the mm-hmm. Xbox menus, right? The Wii U with your little characters running around, like, uh, I can't wait, wait to see what they're doing. Yeah, like, I'm getting more and more excited for the NX and to find out what they actually do software-wise with the interface and everything. So since Eve uh, is a fan of you know Nintendo consoles and games and stuff like that, he might be a listener. So uh, hey, thanks for listening. Thanks Whoa. for tuning in. Yeah. <laughs> Really appreciate it. All right. Uh, so uh, on our next segment, uh, we are going to play a game. Okay. What? Shall we play a game? Yes. Uh, what's that from? Uh, that's from War Games, the fine motion picture. He mm-hmm. does sound like Scar of the Lion from Lion King. I can see why you're confused. Yeah, yes. That's a great movie. Yeah. Uh, okay. So the NX is a code name. The DS was a code name. Right. That just became the DS. The Revolution was a code name. Yeah. Became the Wii. Yeah. Uh, 
I want I want us to put some hard guesses out mm-hmm. there for what the annex is going to be. Now, keep in mind the Xbox One threw me off entirely. I think it's yeah. like why that's we already called an Xbox that. It's really yeah. confusing. The Wii U confused everybody. The whole world was like, wait, is it a Wii Two or not? Do I need this or not? It looks the same. Mm-hmm. So, how are they going to you know with the current trends and naming do this? And I want a good, solid guess from each person that we can uh, go back to next year sometime and say, Pear nailed it. Okay. Okay. Wow. Yeah, you're putting us on the spot. I guess they're 10. Well, I can start it out. All right. So I have three theories. One is they will go for nostalgia Mm -hmm. and just go for Nintendo or Game Boy. I think it would be really cool to reintroduce Game Boy. Mm -hmm. That would be really cute. So they have nostalgia. They have this whole NES uh, plug-in system coming out right now. They're embracing nostalgia. We talked about this a little bit. Yeah, exactly. So what other could name? They could be the Super something or something Mm -hmm. like that. I really love the idea of just calling it the Nintendo. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, I think especially if they're re-releasing the NES Classic as the NES Classic to differentiate from that platform, I think... Just calling it the Nintendo is the definitive answer. Like I, I love that. An, an entertainment system, or, yeah. or following the Wii and Wii U nomenclature, maybe just calling it Nintendo instead of the Nintendo. The Nintendo, so yeah. Play, play it on Nintendo. Yeah, you know, now available on Nintendo. Yeah. you know, and that uh, even getting rid of that there, I, I think that would be fantastic. I love. I mean, that would have been my first pick is just Nintendo mm-hmm. um, because they basically say like we talked last week about reboot, right? Mm-hmm. It's like we're starting over. You know, this is our new concept. It's this device that you'd take anywhere. Uh, ironically, the One in Xbox One and the 360 in Xbox 360 all beautiful names for a Nintendo system that you can <laughs> yeah. play anywhere and everywhere. And totally. Like, a, and, I didn't think about that. Yeah. Honestly, I mean... It's like a unified term. Yeah. The, like, and a 360 the, is everything. If, yeah. if the concept of this kind of tablet-like contr- uh, device is right and you attach controllers to, to the side, you can imagine that it can also... Attach a headset to it, right? Yeah. Which then, like, yeah. 360 would be an even better name because you can literally do all these different So you're guessing Nintendo 360 or Nintendo? <laughs> no. Unfortunately, they're not going to be able to use it. I, What's the I, next number? I am actually guessing it's going to be called the, the NX. I think okay. it is mm. going to be the Nintendo NX because the X, they, you know, this, this system is supposed to connect Maybe multiple devices X, like and it's supposed to be a crossover Cross, they can't yeah. call it Batsu which is the X in Japanese and right. no it's like you're not getting what uh, you want okay. um, so I do think it's going to be called the the NX or it's going to be this weird name that nobody expected like Dokodemo or some like some like everywhere in Japanese or something really quirky yeah, but, yeah and I mean um, I think it's not going to be NES and it's not going to be Game Boy because they need to sell that this is not something like new. the other devices yeah. Yeah. this is different well, that falls, in line, that falls in line with the, the, their strongest brand right now anyway, and that's the DS. You know, so yeah. DS, NX, those Nintendo platforms. It's the yeah. TS with there cheese. You go. I was surprised when I lived in Japan how few people there knew the DS was dual screen, because like, they don't think about the word dual very oh, often. Yeah. Yeah. That was just something that never occurred to them. I, I'm thinking uh, I'm going to steal this one, and I don't remember if it's from Justin or Sam, one, but uh, while I think Nintendo is probably the best name, maybe Nintendo Go. Ah, um, that was mine. Yeah, that's, that's the one I'm, I'm stealing from you from yesterday. So the reason for that is that there's two... Uh, reasons I think that's interesting. Well, okay. So Nintendo could go one way and go with the unifying idea, one, yeah. right? Or they could go with the, the I can take it anywhere idea. Right. And the take it anywhere thing is so much like go. Yeah. Like take it on the go, take it with me mm-hmm. or with you or, you know, like th- there's something to that. And I, I think, think that'd go be really, really cool. Good. But again, that still describes one device. That mm-hmm. describes a handheld to me. Right. And that is, I think well, they, they've they been... And go. They've been stopping stop, stop, stop go. Well, we'll yes. stop to steal another one, you say one device. I mean, I, I'm stealing this, I think, definitely from Justin, but the Nintendo Entertainment System. Yeah. That's something that... Like a restart of uh, it. I mean, just... And, you know, you know, uh, now you're playing with power again or mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, and now that's the very Nintendo nostalgic power. and that's that's very... Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a very old people-focused campaign, but... I do not put it past Nintendo to target old people with this at yeah. all. They they love love that kind of yeah. blue ocean market strategy going for for untapped groups of people. And then they sit there and go, "We are going to bring you back." Well, they talked about that a lot yeah. when, when we came out. But they may just sit there and go, "Hey, there's a neglected group of people out there that love to play cell phone games. Come on over here and bring this friendly thing into your sure. living room." <laughs> it, it worked before. The, the one thing they will not name it, and that's we. There yeah. is no, no way, not. no way in my mind. Like if it's called we. I'll be so sad. So the name you're they need the to Wii break U is with ruined. It. Yeah, the Wii I think they need brand. to break with it. And what I, a I think huge they do that name too. that was. I mean, it used to it be. It was so yeah, ridiculous yeah, when we first that's heard. That's the thing. That was what. The, what a huge name that was. Like nobody. Yeah. That's not synonymous with anything anymore. Yeah. You know? but, but remember, like if you have a device that looks like a, a tablet, 
and you name it Wii Anything, it'll sound like Wii U. And yeah. I think consumers will have a hard time distinguishing that. Could they just call it a Nintendo why, Pad or Nintendo... I, I just, you know, again, whatever name it will be, will perfectly describe that it's not one or the other. It will not sound like a home system. Mm. It will not sound like a portable device, which means they can't go back to their catalog of things that they've done. They might, I mean, they could put a number on it, right? Like if the thing yeah. um, supports 4K, you could call it the Nintendo, Nintendo 4K, 4K, which I don't think it's gone. It's gone. But, you know, yeah. they, it was 64. They used 64 bits because numbers sound cool, right? They, like they, 360. They could PS4. do that, but I don't, I, don't think that's, I don't see them doing that. I do wonder a little bit about Nintendo Next just because of NX. That, yeah. that was going to be my guess. Uh, Nintendo yeah. Next, yeah. What, what, if, yeah. what if they count all their consoles and use that number? So we had yeah. NES, G uh, Game Boy, GBA, well, but DS, 3DS, 3DS yeah. N64, no, Virtual Boy doesn't count, mm -hmm. GameCube, Wii, Wii U, so it'd be the Nintendo 9, no, that's lame. So but if it was Nintendo 5, it'd sound awesome. Yeah. That's yeah. right, because it's like it's not only like PlayStation, but that's the thing they did. What if they Mario call it the PlayStation Kart. 5? Yeah, we'll see PlayStation 5. <laughs> they could Remember call it Mario Kart 5, 8 just right? kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh yeah, I guess there were eight, there of, were eight of them. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. Nintendo 5 kind of sounds like a video game house band that does like, yeah. like covers yeah. of classic songs. I like Nintendo Wait, no, it would be six. It would be six because uh, right, six. NES, Super NES, and NX has an N64, GameCube, Wii, Wii U. Wait, that'd be seven. That'd but, be seven. but again, they're going to count the 3DS, the DS, the and the Game Boy in this lineage too. <laughs> That's, this is uh, you know, yeah. I just hope 7. they don't call it something horrible and marketing like the Nintendo Synergy or something right. like that. Yeah, that I mean, is, that's, that's, that's my fear too is that it's going to be like the Nintendo Connect or something like that. That it's just like very branded and very like it's going to be the marketing. It's going to be Nintendo 10, 10, 10 because they're good. all right. I'll do that. They're going to count X the virtual 10, board. And X is Nintendo 10. It's Nintendo yeah. 10. There oh, what if it's the Nin? Number ten, dough. Dough. There you go. Yeah, the nin. They're really ten in the middle. Really leaning into it. Yeah. Come on, ten out of ten IGN. That would absolutely. It's a perfect ten. Yeah. Perfect ten. All right. So Nintendo, you got a good one. I like Nintendo Go. I like the Nintendo. And there's one other really good one. What else did we have? Game Boy's pretty good. Yeah, Game Boy. Oh, Game Boy's great. Just NX or so next. original. Next, All right, yeah. so if this group of four people guessed one of those names, we we just said awesome. like four hundred we'll, names. So yeah. we, I, I feel pretty I feel like good. We got a, yeah, I, I feel, feel like we got good. a pretty I good feel chance like we're there. Well yeah. deserving yeah. of the people's ovation and fame forever. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know that we you be came the game out of nowhere. Man. Yeah. <laughs> I did guess the 2DS on this show. You did? You did? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's kind of a joke, though. You made a joke. a joke. I made a joke about the 2DS. Again, the 2DS is 2DS. no joke. <laughs> okay. okay. Well, I, I love my 2DS. You're right. It is no joke. It is a really cool Talk, to Mike, is, talk to Mike Mamone about it. Cheap as dirt, indestructible. The best way to spend 300 bucks in gaming right now is to buy a 2DS and a bunch of games. All right. If it's you, called Wii DS, I'll cry too, by the way. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty be bad. awful. Uh, okay, so you, Jared, need to do one quick thing. Yeah. Tell us about this fan art project you have going on. Oh, yeah. Uh, as we wrap up our NX coverage for this episode. We're looking for your concept sketches, photoshops, and mock-ups of what you think the NX is going to look like or what it could look like based on the rumored information or what you'd like it to be. So uh, if you want to send your images to us, please get them to us as soon as you can. By the end of the week, just tweet them at me, Petty, Jared, P-E-T-T-Y. C O M M A J A R E D on Twitter. Send them to me there, and we're or NBC at IGN.com. Oh, oh, yeah, I, I, I can okay. send them to you from there. Yeah. Was this inspired by the awesome uh, drawing by Sa Salamando? I think this was inspired yeah. by that drawing. Yeah. And I was like, on hey, Twitter. let's Thank see if we can so get much some more of those. We've that actually awesome. we've gotten a lot of those already. The best of those will be chosen and put uh, the best, and maybe a few of the worst will be chosen and put together into a gallery, uh, and uh, we'll run that on the site. Cool. Probably something yeah, next week. Yeah, and if you make a 3D one, it's even cool. You also you mentioned this morning that that it was also came from a. Cool. 3D sculpture that we did of a GameCube controller many many years ago. Yeah, right? that, that was another inspiration. I think Fran made that. Uh, didn't Fran went to an event and then molded a controller from clay? No that one seems like something seen. Fran would do. Yeah, no one yeah. had seen the the uh, the. You were around months. for this. Yeah, yeah I think he made it in like a little like pink Easy Bake oven and stuff. Yeah, and I it's, remember it's sitting in a cabinet like on display over there. It's still. hilarious. But uh, he took a photograph of it and like this is what the GameCube controller looks like. Please yeah. let's take a photo of that and make that the thumbnail for this episode. That's on pretty the, good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You can come see that mock-up controller on, on IGN First Friday, if you'd like. And one of those is coming up for our 20th anniversary. By the way, it was made of a prototype controller that was never released. It had the longer prongs. Oh, huh. uh, yeah, why yeah. This controller looks a little strange. It kind of looks like yeah. an acrylic painted turd, honestly. It, yeah. uh, it's oh, a little man. weird. Poor Fran. It's art, man. we got to have <laughs> Fran on here sometime in the future to defend himself. All right, he's playing Destiny. Oh, uh, 
And uh, I should mention Jose Otero is at Japan, and Brian Helton is out sick. Oh, man. Uh, so uh, I forgot to mention that You're getting the B team. Sorry. Aw. Well, B is in the boys. Oh, yeah. Boys night. Boys night. <laughs> boys night. I'm a utility infielder. Okay. So uh, also, I want to talk a little bit about this Pokemon Go Plus. This little device allows you to walk around, and it buzzes, and it, and it shows you a little light. It's There's a color LED uh, that actually flashes red, green, blue or white and uh, it tells you if you're catching Pokemon your Pokemon What do the go. colors denote? Okay, so what happens is when you walk around you can turn you can turn on your Pokemon Go sync it up and then you can actually go to any app so you don't have to have Pokemon Go running in the foreground Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So it's yeah. a battery saver. That's very, very cool. First and foremost which I like about it. It also drains its own battery which has to be replaced about every 100 days. So that's kind of crappy. A little watch that's battery. Not 100, 100, yeah, 100 days isn't bad. Battery. Yeah. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah those batteries cost upwards of $90. So Ninety dollars? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't uh, had a watch in a long time. So what what happens? And again, I've just started walking around to this and playing with it. Uh, it'll buzz when you go past a Pokestop, and it'll flash uh, blue. And if you pass a Pokemon, it flashes green. It gives you a buzz, and you hit. You have to hit the button each time you want to interact with it. So when you do that, you're going to spin the Pokestop, or you're going to catch a Pokemon. When you catch a Pokemon, it actually does the little uh, sound effects from when you throw the Pokeball out. It goes. Oh. If you get the third shake, I don't know if you guys have realized that. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if Pokemon mm-hmm. Go you guys have been playing. Yes. But, uh, yeah, it sh- the ball shakes, and but if you get the ball shakes a third time and makes a dunk a third time, yeah. you catch a Pokemon. does that all with a little feedback but, and buzzing. But and it uses cool. your Pokeballs, right? Like you still... It uses one Pokeball okay. and no raspberries. So that's, okay. a, that's a much more efficient way to catch Pokemon. It right? is. However, you can still miss them. So it'll sure. you, after the three buzzes, you know you've got it, and then it flashes uh, red, uh, green, blue. But oh, if wow. you miss it, it just goes it goes buzz, buzz, buzz really fast, and it shows you a red. But there's a difference between finding a Pokemon you already have and a new one? Yeah, you cannot catch Pokemon you haven't ever caught before. But so, it will alert you. Now this is oh. that's the big thing, right? Like I don't want to I don't want to miss out on something by not paying attention. That's right. Yeah, that's ah. that's interesting it because that's a very least, different type of play. Yeah, that at least in, gives you the incentive to open up the app and then maybe use like a raspberry you or still use, use yeah. the app because okay. you want to catch your Pokémon. But say at this point like mm. I almost have everything. I'm in my late 130s wow. and I need uh, just a few more and I'm going to evolve them all. So I have eggs going to get my candy. And uh, so with this what I've been doing with it is just walking around to level up because it catches Rattatas and Pidgeys man. Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, so and you get lots it's of dust. passive. Plus, I use it on my commute, and I walk a lot. I walk about a half an hour, and uh, I can look up and like not get hit by cars because all it's doing, all I'm doing, is just clicking on it. So oh, added like bonus! Really nice benefit. Yeah. I have gotten really bad. At, you know, I, oh, I try to be very careful and use Pokemon Go like sparingly, but like you know, when my pocket's buzzing me, I'm like, it could be an Omanite, and I really need one. <laughs> It's bad. I'm probably the most addicted to this game in the office, so, so it, it's it, been nice to use it for that. I had a layover. I, I was in L.A. this week, and I had a layover at the airport, and so I played Pokemon Go, and then I remembered I didn't bring my charge plug. Oh. Like, and that thing, I mean, that thing just eats your battery, mm. and all I was catching at the a- airport were your were your crappy moans, right? Yeah. Like the crappy one that you only get nuts, to be put down and turned into... Candy, and, which you don't you know, need. And I really want to get. There's good gyms at airports. So if you guys ever want to just really take it out oh, and yeah. bust out your Pokemon just to fight in a gym and piss off people, it's really fun. That makes yeah. sense. I want to get a, a giant like battery that's shaped like a Pokeball that you can just plug into your phone. I'm so that almost you can positive that they yeah, have. I that. feel like that needs to exist. Just <laughs> yeah. a it would huge last for like battery. six years. Yeah, last time you just plug it in your phone, huge Pokeball sized battery. But you heard that giant battery costs upwards of ninety dollars every day on on you know lunch breaks and commutes and stuff. But also my wife and I, I've gotten in the habit of finding a new part of the city that we know new Pokemon are going into and we walk there every night. Oh, that's really cool. It's just been such a fun experience. We love it. And I, I think the game's fantastic. Uh, and very broken, but also very fun. This, this thing, I was also one last uh, little tidbit about it. It's made by Nintendo. This is a Nintendo piece of hardware. Right. It's not right. Pokemon Company. How interesting. And they've been marketing it and uh, yeah, it just has Do a little Nintendo you can logo. tell that it's that's Nintendo exactly. hardware? That's you wild. You couldn't freaking get it anywhere. <laughs> that's how you know. So there there is. Is. I managed to get three wild. because of Whoa. the kids, okay. but it took it took a lot of work. So you couldn't get yeah. them on Amazon and they would send you them right away like Andrew got his. I got mine on GameStop. It's still not here yet. This is, I'm borrowing one for right now. Okay. Uh, it's see. not going to be here until next week. Oh, I got, I got does it store your data in the in the um, wristband itself or does it 
does it just sync with your game? It must know a little bit about egg stuff, and it must store that temporarily uh, because egg stuff. you can <laughs> leave your game uh, you know, in such you know, a rest yolks, mode that it, catch, it stores your walking. executors. I, uh-huh. I um, want it. I want it to have a uh, to have amiibo secret functionality so badly. Like oh, if you yeah, lay it next you, to your 3ds, something, yeah, something awesome happens. happens. Yeah. One thing great. is, if you have to. Uh, put it on a different phone that you've already synced to uh, it's kind of a difficult uh, hard reset you have to hold the button in the specific pattern mm. I wrote a little guide for it today but how you hilarious, that up hey, how right hilarious is it that I mean this is basically an extension of Amiibo yeah. right like it's a hardware device that stores data and interacts with the game yeah. and this one's actually useful yeah, it like, is. It's, it's like the that little Pikachu pedometer that they really that they point. sold for so, a while. Do you remember that thing? Uh-huh. The little yeah. Yeah, that same kind the of Pikachu principle. Pikachu thermometer. Pedometer. Oh, little Pikachu pedometer. Yeah, I really scared and, there for a second. Do you remember? I mean, Mr. Iwata was vocal about you know their quality of life um, uh, projects and right. what they were experimenting. They were talking about uh, non wearables too. You know, like are they th- devices that you can have with you that mm-hmm. enhance your experience? And you know, there it maybe is. This was one of the ones they talked about. There it is. It's wild. That's All right. cool. You guys ready to talk about old games? Always. Yeah, always. We had a lot of fun <laughs> last week talking about old games. Uh, Grandpas. This week, uh, so there was an article we put out uh, about Mario games that were released on non-Nintendo platforms. This is like Mario on the CDI mm-hmm. and PCs. Oh, yeah, those like Mario gems. Just type in. Actual yeah. Mario branded Mario. games. Yeah. So like, that got me thinking, yeah. um, well, you know, just... What other systems has the Nintendo stuff been on? But also, what systems has have people just made Nintendo Lite games on? Right. <laughs> because there are some really good ones out there. Yeah. So I kind of wanted to talk about those. And with the caveat that these are knockoffs. These are, uh, are games that, 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 that are just completely, you know, creatively drawing, creatively the creatively there you go. got to it, yeah. drawing from Nintendo. But we okay. say knockoffs in the most loving way, right? In like, a loving way, and yeah. some of these are really good. So I just want to say we're not going to talk about a bunch of PS2 games and how great they are compared to Nintendo games. These are games that like owe them owe their livelihood to Nintendo. Okay, okay. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't call them knockoffs. Like otherwise, you got to you, you got to still call every first person shooter a, a, a doom knockoff. Yeah. A, knockoff. Cu- well, a couple of them are knockoffs, though. Like just like okay. we used to call them All doom right. clones. There there are a couple on this list. I've seen some sure. of it that are. That they are just like, and wow, we'll this make, is a we'll one-to-one ratio. Sure. Yeah. 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 So okay. I thought we'd Let's go through this by, by genre. And the hardest one for us to do is the most obvious one, Mario. Mario. It's hard to find analogs for Mario because Mario inspired a generation of platformers that are just all inspired by Mario technically, but not really like yeah. it. Of course, Sonic the Hedgehog, stuff like that, Bonk is on here, which is great. And then Alex Kidd, though, is a different situation. Alex yeah. Kidd is a, gen- a Genesis game. Masters, no, uh, Masters, 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 uh, two oh, and uh, oh, what about Gianna? And we're gonna talk about that. Okay, yeah, okay. Let's, uh, let's start with two D. Yeah, yeah Gianna's Gianna. Gianna's awesome because the Gianna is. Wait, somebody, wait, say the full name because uh, it's funny. Okay, the Great Gianna Sisters. Um, Great Gianna Sisters was a Commodore sixty four game. Now. Well, it's it's rad because I don't know how I, I I'm. They're right, these little easy, owls, buddy. and they look like the Kuribos. They look like the little Goombas, the <laughs> and there there are things you hit that are just like the question marks. And the level layouts are extremely similar. And it's got and the, the same powers name, and the right? Italian yeah. name. Yeah. It's a C sixty four ripoff of Super Mario Brothers, but it's beautifully executed. Has great music, and it's a lot of fun. And there's some um, sequels, yeah. including ones that are out now. There's one out now on DS uh, mm-hmm. because they uh, they How eventually funny is that? yeah it's great. And actually, Great Giant Sisters for DS pretty good because this was made because the Commodore sixty four. Didn't have a Mario game. Exactly. It had a 6502 processor, just like the NES, but it uh, didn't have a Mario license. The greatest sound chip ever made. Yeah, it had an incredible sound so chip. It, it is Thin. a little awkward because you only have the one fire button on C64, so they had to make some control concessions. Right. But it works, and uh, it's a lot of fun. And uh, just just look up a video of it uh, and, and look at the original. you just be like, well, I don't know how you make a game like that and don't get sued and shut down. And I think the answer is eventually they did. Mm-hmm. Um, but it had sequels, and something got worked out because an official Gianna game did eventually appear on an Nintendo It's such platform. a bummer That's because really cool. the, the yeah. team was creative, and it's like they felt like they felt like they needed that crutch of kind of connection or, you know, just kind of like 
the association in order for that game to be noticed and it's yeah. like it's a bummer to me I mean there are a lot of games that take the kind of the Mario format like the way the character feels the fact that you jump on the head of an enemy which was not what arcade games did until right. then you yeah. touch the enemy you're, you're dead, dead. Yep. right that yeah. was that was the uh, rule set and Mario changed it in a very different way um and a lot of games just used that, but then yep. felt and looked differently. But yeah, this one, uh, this yeah. one was very on the nose. Yeah, Gianna's Gianna's wonderful. You're, it's totally worth playing today if you right. can if you so, can uh, find a way to do it. Another 2D one from a very different era that we all talked about uh, when we were briefly discussing this at a time. Braid. So yeah. Braid oh. is, is a time shifting Mario Brothers yep. type game that even has an ending that's tied into what Mario Brothers is really about, saving yeah. a princess. And I think that's a really neat one. But that one's like kind of honoring the traditional Mario Brothers and turning it on its head. Not yeah. a rip, not a rip off. Not I mean, a rip off. I do yeah. remember seeing in the initial reviews on Braid a lot of comparison to Mario, though. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that was readily apparent to everybody that played Braid. I mean, not, more so, even outside of the the kind of wink and nods that are in the game itself. You know, it's it, yeah, yeah, outside outside the other castle stuff. And yeah, Kong, exactly. But then yeah. the game. Yeah. There's some levels that are kind of like. Yeah. But the yeah. core game concept is so different, right? It's almost like. You take a Mario game, but then you have this special power of time manipulation rewind, you know, and sure. like that just changed everything. It's yeah, like, and, I, and I don't remember any Oppenheimer quotes in Mario either. So I think there's definitely <laughs> some, some. so like Alex Kidd. There's also uh, which was just a Mario that just, and Giannis's was just like a Mario that were made for separate systems that were competing with the Nintendo. A uh, Bonk was the TurboGrafx 16 Mario. Right. Yeah, and the first yeah. Bonk game is not very good, but the second one is quite good. Um, and there are some similar mechanics. It's about hitting things with your head. Uh, so it's about hitting enemies the right way, a lot like Mario. Yeah, yeah. Kinda, I'm kind of like Fat Bonk. Fat old bonk. You're, yeah. you're a lovable bonk. Aw. Um, but uh, have you guys ever played Bonk's Revenge, the second one? Yes. Uh, no. Do you care for it, Pear? Um, I, I wasn't into into it, like, mm-hmm. but, but you know, I just wasn't wild about the the character in the game. Yeah. And I was I was a diehard Nintendo fan. Yeah. yeah I, After the Commodore 16. I wasn't crazy about the character. That was for the TurboGrafx-16 PC mm-hmm. engine. Um, like I said, the second game is definitely one to play. You can play it on Virtual Console uh, today. It has this beautiful sprite work. That, that's what I love about yeah. it. It's a good game, but it's just this gorgeous kind of weird flatness that a lot of Hudson games had from that period. Yeah. And it looks great. Great dinosaurs, really cool. too. Oh, absolutely. So also, uh, well, the, the point I was making earlier, so th- we have the 2D class of Mario games, but then there's the 3D era. And this is where ah. I think we all played a lot of these games. Yeah. Uh, when Mario 64 came out, everybody wanted to make a Mario 64. And of course, there's Banjo-Kazooie. Well, everything, everything, everything is cyclical, right? Like everybody wanted to make a Mario clone when it came out in the 2D era. Yeah. And so when they came and redefined what it meant to be a 3D platformer, mm-hmm. that opened up the door for all these other 3D platforms. But I think a lot of, a lot of developers then went different ways and like I think that's testimony to the fact that it's really difficult to make a game like Mario 64 oh, absolutely. and pull off that kind of precision control in the mm-hmm. in the third dimension. Yeah. Like, the well, camera I mean, just the camera so control was difficult. It was like just to make that game work people hadn't solved the issue of 3D space. Yeah. What did it Mario best? 64. What do you think did it best? Sonic um, Adventure. Ben- no. <laughs> Banjo-Kazooie, for sure. Banjo-Kazooie, I, 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 they, there's a part of me that says that Banjo-Kazooie almost did it better than Mario 64. Yeah. Um, I know Jared hates that so much. Well, I really love Banjo-Kazooie. I don't think it's a better game than Mario 64. Banjo-Kazooie had these moments of, like... Um, you know, like it, it led you through the levels more than Mario. Like it had that that trail of the mm-hmm. music notes, whereas Mario kind of invited a little bit more to exploration by having a coin in the distance yeah. rather than a trail. Than a trail, yeah. Like I never loved that about the rare it's games. Horrible anyway. hub world was great, but yeah. Yeah. it had the hub world, and then like the atmosphere. You walk into like the cavern with a giant like metal metal whale, and like yeah. it, just, it had this really cool atmosphere to it. So I loved hear it. Rayman Two is a good Mario sixty four. Uh, contender. Yeah, Rayman, Rayman feels very different. It's got this kind of weird, loose um, feel to it, but it's a beautifully made game. I yeah. mean, Rayman 2 is... Did you guys play mm-hmm. this one? Dreamcast. I Did you play it on the Dreamcast? I, play, Dreamcast. Yeah, I, I played it on Dreamcast. Two, I don't think so, actually. What do you I'm think? going to think yeah. about it here. I don't it was think great. So. Yeah. yeah. The original I mean, was a side-scroller. No, I don't think I played two. Yeah, um, no, yeah, it has. Yeah. It's, it's, like, it's, it's one of the few games that... that Gives you something unique. I mean, he's got the ability to hover too, right? Like when you're jumping, you can go do the little helicopter mm-hmm. move, and then uh, you know, it's it, it just it was such a beautiful game on the Dreamcast. I'm, I'm like, intrigued. I really want to play this. Game that sold yeah. me on the Dreamcast. Yeah, yeah. And this, awesome plus music. No arms and legs, so that's cool. Crazy yes. uh, yeah. <laughs> the, the, the voices. Yeah. And what stuff. about Spyro? Where does that fall? Uh, I don't 
don't know that I would call. I mean, yeah, I think. It's yeah, I guess I would. I guess I would. It is. It is a Mario sixty four clone. Jumping yeah, heavy. It's, it's not yeah. A hit, not it's a not as platform heavy, but yeah. it is very. It does very much embrace that sort of hub world kind of exploration based. Yeah, I'm going to sound like a terrible old man, but I don't. I don't. Can't think of a. 3D platformer I enjoyed as much as Mario 64 until crazy? I played Galaxy. Yeah, honestly. until Galaxy. Yeah. Ben- I, for me, I that's Banjo-Kazooie. Yeah, like, Banjo... I feel like- Sunshine's good. Sunshine's really good. I think yeah, so yeah. Sunshine was fine. I, 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 I don't care for a lot of decisions about the way Sunshine's paced. Mm. I, I feel like you spend... The, the way collectibles versus action are handled is awkward in that game compared to most Mario games. Yeah. It's still a great game. But uh, no, my problems with Banjo mostly have to do with it irritating me. And for uh, those, you can what? listen to Why? IGN's Game Scoop. Uh-huh. Yeah. Anyway. yeah, more on that. Um, but yeah, I, 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 love, all the time I, I know Galaxy is not exactly the same kind of game, but I, I think Galaxy is the, is yeah, the, no. the first one after 64. What, what are some of the other uh, platforms that you have on your list? Well, that's that's basically it. It's, oh, it's a really short th- list. Sure. I do have uh, yeah, none of these. There are, are definitely really more, but they're, they're more games that are kind of like more mature themed in their look, and they have platforming, mm-hmm. obviously. I mean, yeah, like, Conquer and yeah. stuff like that, too. Yeah. Well, not only that, but I think this is probably on the list later, Ooh. but Beyond Good and Evil. There's Ooh, a platform I think that, that yeah. is a Zelda game. For sure, that is definitely segue. a Zelda game. So, yeah. Yeah. Zelda comes in two flavors. We have yeah. the top-down uh, Zelda uh, the games inspired by Link to the Past and, of course, The right. Legend of Zelda. And then we have the 3D, the 3D Zelda Zeldas, games, yeah. of which there aren't as many as you'd think, but we have a good list going here. Yeah. So let me start. Uh, let's start with the 3D ones because they're pretty interesting. So okay. Beyond Good and Evil. Yeah, Beyond Good and Evil yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. Why do we call that a Zelda-like? Oh, I, I think it is. I just like. I think it's a progression game. system. Yeah. Um, Hub world. Absolutely. Yeah. The use of tools. Mm-hmm. Like it even has like that. That game had like the camera where you need to take snapshots. Yeah. Like, yep. It has oh, all these kind that. of. It has all these little very Nintendo-ish elements in the game uh, that make you that encourage you to go back and explore an area you've hmm. been to as well. And that's a really really good game. And that it feels a like a one. kind of grounded, boundless world. Yeah. Right? Which is a very Zelda kind of thing. You're like yeah. all of this is vaguely familiar, but man, it's kind of weird and wacky. But mm. that, I like that talking pig. Yeah. I relate that to describes, that pig. Uh, Okami, <laughs> Okami really well, too, which is a famous yeah. Zelda-like. Um, yeah. IGN's own Marty Sleva says that Okami is the best 3D Zelda game. Yeah, uh, I've yeah. heard that. Be- and in he's, fact, IGN yeah. gave it Game of the Year yeah. over Twilight Princess. I mean, he's like, he's yeah. wrong. The best yeah, 3D he, Zelda game is like Wind Waker. But stuff against it, Nintendo it fans. Does feature- he always says that Metroid Prime is overrated, too. Yeah, he's a jerk. It, anyway. it features Dog P like more Woody prominently either. than Twilight Princess. <laughs> That's it does true. have that going. <laughs> That's true. Uh, Okami's wonderful. Okami's a great, I still think- great game. It's a little long. It's yeah. a little too long for my taste. It's also very chatty. Yeah, it can it, be very chatty. Yeah, it has the reverse problem almost Twilight Princess. Twilight Princess starts really slow, and then by the end, you forgot how slow it started. Yep. Okami's the other way around. You jump right in, but by the end, you're kind of like, eh, that yeah. was... But, it, but it's like, I, I hate the kind of Zelda versus Okami discussion because they're, they're both awesome. And like it's, yeah, it's okay to like Okami better because it's really well done, but it owes so much to the, to the Zelda setup. But then it's kind of ironic, like... That and Twilight Princess are contemporaries, and they both feature the wolf, you know, as yeah. a core mechanic, and very similar mechanics for like combat and everything with the wolf yeah. too. So it was like, you know, how did this happen? It's like the two volcano movies coming out at the same time. Let me go through some of these others. Dark Siders. Yep. Yep. Also, a nice yeah. no, uh, no place for game. a horse. Yeah, uh, I kind of want more like a linear Zelda game though. It's yeah. like dungeons, but if, a, not really a big. If we're world. talking about linear Zelda esque games, uh, my vote goes to Legacy of Cain. The first Soul, uh, Re- the first Soul uh, Reaver game I mean, like, Reaver. always yeah, yeah. felt like a Zelda game to me. Okay, Soul yeah. Reaver. Uh-huh. Was that on play- PlayStation? It was on PlayStation. It was on it was Dreamcast. Dreamcast. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It, was it, on, it wasn't on 64. No. And then no. the modern lineage of that, depending on who you ask, it was may, Crystal or may, may or may yeah. not be Dark Souls. Yeah, Dark Souls. On, uh, on oh, interesting. People, people love to compare Dark Souls to Zelda, and I totally get it. Oh, yeah. I never thought yeah, about I that. Absolutely, yeah, I absolutely but think it's a it different, is. It's, yeah. it's a different core mechanic of like... You know, this kind of overcoming these harder and harder enemies and Zelda building one. your character. Or Zelda right. 2. You level up, yeah. So we also have. Uh, uh, go ahead. There was actually a very early Nintendo 64 game that was like a 3D Zelda. That's the 3D version of Goemon. Oh, yeah, that's that? right. Mystical Ninja. Mystical Ninja. It even Mystical had the Ninja, item yeah. gates and the progression, and they really wanted to do an Ocarina of Time like game, mm. like a link to the past in the 3D realm. But they struggled with the hardware, and they, mm. you know, they wanted to do so much more. So it's like it's got a lot of pop in. People weren't into it, but the core of a really good game is in there. Yeah. So I don't know some of these. So we got Brave Fencer Musashi. That's a PlayStation uh, game yeah. from Square. That's I think the biggest thing it had going for it was that it, it came f- with a demo of Final Fantasy VIII. Yeah, people yeah. remember <laughs> Brave Fencer Musashi better than it 
was. I, I think. completely agree with that. Yeah, uh, Bray Finster Masashi is not. Yeah, uh, Alundra. I don't I know Alundra very well. Yeah, Alundra. Like a, Alundra, I sure. played and don't remember anything about. Yes. Soul Blazer. Oh. Yeah. Um, well, no, hold on. That's uh, 2D. What, yes. Soul Blazer? We're going into 2D yeah. now. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. We're kind of mixing yeah, it up. Yeah. Alundra, okay, so Soul Blazer, that's one of the, that's one of the quintet games, right? That's uh, um, Epics. It's the, it, it sounds just like Act Razor. Yeah. Um, yeah. And basically, oh. you, are, it's, yeah, it's, you, are, you have a sword, you run around, you hit enemies with it, it feels... Uh, it, you know, it's very reminiscent of of, mm-hmm. uh, of Zelda. But what you do is you actually rebuild the world. Like you step on these switches, and it rebuilds like houses and things. Yeah, oh, cool. Um, and you have to like kill a certain amount of enemies That's in an right. area to progress. Yeah, it was but Soul, it has- Soul Blazer, and they did Crystal Crystallis too, right? And and sure, uh, yeah. and Act Razor and all those. I think yeah, together. we're coming upon my very favorite Beautiful two Zelda likes: uh, Beyond Oasis for Genesis. Okay. Yep. Really, really nice Genesis game. That's mm-hmm. just it's just a link to the past like game about a kid on an island. Really good overworld map. I love yeah. the map in that game. Super cool. It's in all the Genesis collections and it's easily playable. Like, That's it's awesome. really fun to play. And then 3D Dot Game Heroes. Oh, I oh, love 3D that game. Dot Game Heroes. Is awesome. PS3 game. Yeah. That. Uh, it, it's a reference to Legend of Zelda through and through. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 It's a really fun game that uses <laughs> pixels in an interesting way. Yeah. yeah, that is the most homage of homage yeah. games. Yeah. So it really it's is. also just like a, kind of a beautiful game in oh, its yeah. simplicity. Like, I yeah, really love the way it looks. Yeah, it's too. so kind of great. Yeah, really good music. For the and you can play as a shark tail with a, or a shark fin with a spear. Yeah. And by the way, on the on the 2D Zelda front, um, yeah, go for you, it. You, you know, the the original um, Super NES Legend of the Mystical Ninja was actually a crossover of a Mario like side scroller with mm-hmm. hitting people with pipes and stuff, and a Zelda hub world setup where okay. you walked into towns, you talked to characters, you actually did mini games. That's I love that game. You like doing them on series, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, not games. all of them, but the uh, the Super NES Super games NES were fantastic. There's a Tanuki in that game with with the big. Balls, yeah, and well, that, that's that made tanuki. it to the U.S. first. The giant yeah. testicles, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah the that's the traditional figure of the raccoon yeah. dog, the long yeah. gnome version of the raccoon dog. Yeah. 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 yeah, and while while um, we're on two uh, D Zelda, oh, are you, no, go for uh, it. Yeah, uh, Newtopia, um, which Utopia. is we were talking oh, about. Play that. Yeah, that's a turbo graphics game. Um, that is one of those ones where we're talking about ripoff. Like it's a good ripoff. They did yeah. a great job. Hudson did and a. This, wedi- this is of the Legend of Zelda. This is right? the Legend of Zelda as done by Hudson yeah. on their sixteen-bit hardware, that. and that's it. Yeah, and then uh, also look at videos of Golden Axe Warrior. Oh yeah, for the Master System. That, that game. was a Master System game. Yeah. That if you just see it out of the corner of your eye, it looks exactly like the Legend of How Zelda funny. with yep. like a little bit better I think, graphics. I think Jared, it's really cute. I think Jared pooped himself a little. No, it's just I, a little I, I, bit. Golden Warrior is fun. That's and then Golvelius is like. A hybrid of of a Zelda game and a shooter. It's by Compile and it's really weird. That's kind of cool and wonderful. It's it's not exactly it's a, a shooter. You game. can't go backwards in the caverns, and they use that to really interesting effect. So it it, it feels like yeah, a shooter and Zelda two and Zelda one all had a baby, and it was done by the people that gave you like Poyo Poyo. it's a good game. But uh, but don't you ever feel a little cheated when you take something like Golden Axe, uh, not the 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 side scrolling Golden Axe, not the arcade version, of, yeah. right? Like but when you play that game, you're like, well, that is just Legend, Legend of Zelda yeah. ripped off. It Don't totally you feel is. cheated, or were you cool with it? Back it, in the day, I would have, but now I yeah. think it's a neat part of history. Yeah. That somebody made a really carefully, well-thought-out Zelda clone. Uh, before so. we move on from uh, Zelda, the, there's a really recent example of a 2D Zelda-esque game that I really love that came out, uh, Hyper Light Drifter. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah. Hyper Light Drifter is really, really cool. Yeah, it's uh, kind of Zelda-esque, kind of Dark Souls-y. It's really, really great. Yeah, uh, Let's talk about Metroid a little bit. Some of the uh, most famous uh, games we love from the history of uh, games are now referred to as Metroidvanias or Metroid-Castlevania yeah. crossovers. Now, I mean, Metroid the biggest was one... definitely a Metroid game before Castlevania. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there were Castlevanias at the time that were like Castlevania 2, which is a little bit Metroid-like also. So, yeah. so it's a tough argument, but there's a lot of great Metroid-like games. Before Jared blurts it out here, yeah. Symphony of the Night. Yeah, that's... Compare objects to that one. He thinks it was co-developed with at the same time. As well, Super no, Metroid. like the the there's really? a reason yeah. why people call it Metroidvania, and people will like Jared will argue over that concept for a long time. Where you know they, the Konami guys showed concepts of their game that were very similar to Metroid before before it was out, right? Uh, like, and, and so a lot of people give credit to both genres for having the setup of this explorable explorable world. Now, for clarification, are you talking about the and, MSX and we version of, of Castlevania 1? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Let's not okay. go into yeah. Castlevania 2. Because right. yeah. we also got Cave Story. Oh, that game's so good. Yeah. If you haven't played it, play it. It's free. 
Just play it. It's yeah. free on PC. A Go great Metroid-like game. Uh, Axiom Verge, brand new, Ooh, just came out on really Wii U. Good. Yeah, I mean, if we're talking about games that are like that's a rip off, rip-offs too. in a great way, like yeah. Axiom Verge is definitely that, yeah. Shadow Complex? Oh, I like Shadow that Complex game. is fantastic. Yeah. I love Shadow Complex. That is kind of a 3D perspective in 2D graphics. Well, it has like polygonal 2D graphics, but like you get the kind of like the boots that speed you up. And yeah. That lets you I mean, it's, 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 it's Super yeah. Metroid with a fresh coat of paint, basically. Yeah. Like, yeah. It looks like a kind of like a sci-fi Mission Impossible type yeah. like yeah. approach to mm-hmm. the Metroid formula with the item gating and the progression. Mm-hmm. Yep. And we have Ori in the Blind Forest. Which is a lot of fun and totally yeah. worth your time. That was good. And then we have some. Uh, do you think Fez? I think, yeah, that's different. actually a great. No, I, I like that. Yeah. Fez, is, Fez is very exploring, kind of go but here and there. Like a puzzle battle, game. Go back to yeah. the same puzzle area. Adventure. It's puzzle adventure, but yeah, yeah do, do, play, do play Cave Story. That is a Klonoa thing. You're like, oh, this is sweet. It's so cute. Da 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 da. Heart. It's yeah. just like halfway through, I was like. It's evil. And there's some uh, there's some oldies on here. We have uh, Monster Tail. Never heard of that one. Oh, Monster Tail's great. Never it's on it, yeah. it's on the DS, uh, and oh, okay. it's a wonderful wonderful little Metroidvania. And no. then Clash of Demon Head. Uh, yeah, Clash- another. <laughs> yeah. Th- that's that's a rip off. I feel like that's yeah. one of the ones that just like somebody looked at. But it's a really good. And then one. I don't agree with Milan Seeker Castle. Castle. Uh, Milan Seeker Castle was co-developed with Metroid. Uh, it's around the same time. Uh, but the two Milan games Seeker are very Castle. very similar to one another. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I rented I, that game, and just it was such a bummer weekend. When I was a little kid. Mylan Secret Castle is like somebody was thinking the same lines as Metroid, what can we do on a console, and decided that shooting at invisible things was the right way to go yeah. instead of hiding things behind walls that should obviously be bombed. It's a really interesting game uh, and very pleasant, great music, but I can't recommend it. So we have to wrap up this conversation, and it's really exciting. Yeah, I, a lot I love of, we it. We didn't even talk about, we like, didn't talk about Horn and yeah, stuff like that. Or, like, that. Yeah. Smash Brothers knockoffs or cart games, Tetris-like games. Oh, now, Nintendo man. published Tetris here, so we, we include some of those. Donkey Kong had a bunch of ones, Mario Party, Pokemon, of course, is Digimon. Uh, all that stuff. Maybe yeah, we can no, talk okay. about it at a different time. If but, you're going to talk about carts, you got to mention uh, Crash, uh, Crash Team yeah, Racing. Yeah, I hear that one's yeah. really good. Crash Team Racing. Awesome. Konami Crazy Racers. Ooh, so, on the Dreamcast. Sonic before we go, in yeah, the last couple did. minutes, I just wanted to plug that uh, we are having a house party next month. We are. IGN turned 20... Uh, Basically, this week. 20 mm-hmm. years on, on I mean, 929, uh, what is it? September, right? Yeah, yeah. 929, yeah. the day the N64 came out. Mm-hmm. IGN was born as N64.com. That was our very first And time. we're Woo-hoo! celebrating here Saturday, October 15th, uh, in San Francisco at a place called The Village. Uh, you can buy tickets right now to come to our party. Yeah. Where we're going to be doing stuff like this, but we're also going to be doing other stuff. We'll yeah. be games to play, and there'll be a, a, a just stuff to participate in. And it's not only that Saturday. There's also a first Friday event happening here you can come to this the office. day before you can see that controller that that, that fran made by hand yeah if we'll, you want to, get to meet we'll, us so uh, yeah. are you all going to be at the event yes. absolutely yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, sure. I would so miss this for the world we'll, we'll be there so you get to talk to us you get to say hi the price includes a t-shirt too so um i, I think it'll be a fun party we'll have music and you get to uh you get to play some games uh, not on nintendo uh, systems but you know there'll there'll be some cool stuff there too that's right. And you can go to uh, 20... Uh, I'm going to say this out loud in case it's really helpful to people, but it might not be. 2020YRSOFGAMING. 20 years of gaming. Eventbrite.com. 20 years of gaming. That will get you to the link, but also work, work. Talking about it on Twitter and Facebook, yeah, and stuff all the time. Like if you, you follow you any of us on Twitter, IGN, you'll you'll, no, you'll get there I, very quickly. Yeah, break, it'll it'll be a fun celebration. Yeah, and yeah, if you if you're in California and you can make the drive in, right, like from Southern California, come maybe come that Friday and stay overnight. Then on Friday you can also get the full office tour with Q and A with people here. Um, it should be really fun. Yeah, yeah I, I've been to every house party we've done and had a ball, and this is going to be the biggest one we've ever done. Yeah. So I, I just can't wait. This well, is totally worth doing. If you as Damon chance. says on Game Scoop, that's all the scoops we have. It's, it is all so the scoops we have. We have I'm to leave play it a there today. Uh, yes, go play a Beyond Oasis. What would you say? Cave you Story. Play? Cave Story. Huh? Jared's, Jared Which recommended Cave Story. In, in lieu of uh, Nintendo games. Give us uh, one. Oh, God. Symphony um, of the Night. He says Symphony oh, of the Night. Forza 3 is out. Uh, oh, Horizon 3 Forza is Horizon 3. Play that's that. Not a, that's, that's a, this is a Mario Kart-like game. Sure. That is very yeah. Mario Kart-like. Mario Kart-inspired. Um, cool. No, just go play Metroid Prime Trilogy again. Jeez, yes, what are you doing? Yeah. Go back. Do that. Right now. So good. We got yes, to go even, back. Yes, even Metroid Prime 2. Yes. <laughs> and uh, and uh, Jose will be back hosting next week. Yeah. So thanks for listening, awesome. everybody. No problem. Right on. Thank thanks you for having us. Mr. Sam. Cheers. 
Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues. And it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.